This is the PR Podcast, a show about how public relations helps you tell your story to the world. We talk with great PR practitioners who have the skills, creativity, and just plain savvy to get their clients noticed. Now here's your host, Jody Fisher. Hey, everyone, and welcome to the PR Podcast. I'm Jody Fisher. Thanks for joining us. Well, what a week it's been. It seems like I say that every week, but it is also true. In addition to working with all of my clients on the usual proactive and positive press that we try to get them, I also did a quick project with a client that came about very suddenly. And I I thought I I wanted to relay this story here because I think there's a great lesson in this. And I posted this on my social media too, but let me just run through it for you a little bit. So someone refers a client to me. Uh, And I talk with them and they are providing a product that will be part of a press conference that is being planned. Now, I'm not planning the press conference. We're, We're attaching ourselves on to this press conference, but their product is at the center of it. And uh, so they have an opportunity, they feel, and I'm glad to see them thinking like that, this, because a lot of clients, a lot of people don't think this way. You know, they don't see a story when it's staring them right in the face. And I'm glad to see these people were doing that. Um, But they said, we have an opportunity to uh, leverage this event to tell a larger story about our product to reach other potential customers. And boy, so smart, right? Um, said, yes, absolutely, we can tag onto this, we can work with the people who are throwing the press conference, and we can get some positive press for you. So work with them to get them set up to, for success at the press conference. They uh, participate in that press conference. A lot of media came. You know, we did the usual outreach and, and, and rallied people out there. Um, got them the interviews with the TVs that uh, were at the event. Uh, in addition... Uh, I shot my own video on my iPhone X, which is, you know, a standard iPhone. They have really good lenses now, uh, using my, and I mic'd it properly. I lit it properly, but I just, just did some simple B-roll and a simple interview with my client, took those back, uh, to the office and cut them together on iMovie on my Mac. Uh, delivered a simple little 30-second SOT, what we call sound on tape, TV lingo, sound on tape, a simple SOT, which is like a sound bite, and 30 seconds of B-roll, different shots of this product, this event um, that that we had. And I sent those out to the TV desks that were not in attendance. I'd also send it to one that was, but I thought maybe they could use the SOT anyway because they didn't do an interview uh, with my client for reasons I'll leave aside. In any case, it ended up running. It ended up running on TV, a video that I shot on my iPhone, that I cut on my Mac, that I put into a Google Drive and sent a link to the TV desks. It ended up on TV. And I tell that story Not to talk about what a genius I am, even though, oh, I'm such a genius. Uh, No, seriously, I tell that story because that's what we have to do as PR people. That's the value that we bring to our clients. We don't just write press releases and shove them out to an email list. We provide that kind of value. Taking video, recording video, sending video to TVs and getting our clients on on TV, getting them the hits that they want to get when that station wasn't even there. Um, and it has also has a lot to do with the relationship that I have with the TV desks and the people who are making those decisions. But the reality is I shot video. It was good looking video. It was good enough to be on broadcast. They needed it. They used it. As a PR person, you must 
enhance your skills. And that's one example of enhancing your skills to get your clients the results that they come to you to get. So get yourselves familiar with your, with your phones, get familiar with shooting video, get familiar with cutting video. Um, you know, like I said, I used my phone that I have normally anyway, and I used a $20 lavalier microphone that I bought on Amazon. It doesn't get easier than that. Okay. You got to do this stuff. And if you're not doing it, start to do it, get comfortable with, with the process of doing it and just, you know, practice, practice at home, you know, practice shooting and editing video at home. Um, I didn't buy anything special other than that microphone. And that was 20 bucks, um, to get my client the results that they wanted. So quick little story there to talk about how we really need to be pushing ourselves all the time, develop our skills and bring value to our clients. Now let's get on with the show. So this week I wanted to switch gears a little bit away from the usual discussion that we have with the terrific guests that we have on, uh, on a regular basis and plug here reminder if you want to be a guest on the PR podcast, please send me an email or a direct message on any one of our social networks, uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We now just launched the YouTube channel. And of course, you can send me uh, an email as well. Um, come on and share your knowledge. Share your experience. Tell your story. We have, like I said, we, we, I, I always say this, you know, 52 weeks in a year, we do one show a week. That's 52 brand new guests that we can have on. You can be one of them if you want to be. You have a perspective, you have a story, and we talk, we talk with public relations practitioners, we also talk with reporters and editors and videographers and photographers, anyone who's involved in the business of making news. And if you have a perspective on how the news gets made, we want to hear from you. We want to share your knowledge, we want to hear your story, we want to get your perspective. Um, so let us know and, and we can have you on as a guest. Uh, and normally we're talking with those people every week and shout out and thank yous to all the people who have already been guests here on the show. Um, but thought we'd take a break from the guests every once in a while, um, and talk about, uh, one of my favorite topics, which is organization and productivity. Insert sound effects here. <laughs> um, uh, organization and productivity is one of my, one of my favorite things, uh, to talk about. And I know that may sound weird. Um, but I try to be a very hyper-organized uh, and very productive person. Look, we all try to be productive, right? But I think one of the things that can get away in the way of productivity is a lack of organization, a lack of a game plan. Uh, you remember that, uh, that great line for, for people who are my age out there uh, from, I think it was that movie, One Crazy Summer, uh, where John Cusack is talking to the dad and, and he says something like, uh, with no plan, there's no attack, with no attack, there's no victory, or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> the guy was a little bit of a whack job. Um, point being, you got to have a plan. And in order to have a plan, you got to be organized. And to be better organized, uh, I'm sorry, you need to be productive. Let's switch that around. In order to have a plan, you need to be productive. And in order to be productive, I think you got to be organized. Um, so I wrote a blog post that I put on my, my LinkedIn. Um, and everyone has their own version of this. But uh, five things to boost your productivity. And I wanted to go through them a little bit and sort of relay my perspective um, as a way to jumpstart a conversation on our social media so we can hear from you on what you like to do to be as productive as possible. But let's go through them now. Uh, and maybe we, can, uh, maybe we can share some knowledge here. 
So going into the blog post, you know, I start out by saying sometimes you're the windshield and sometimes you're the bug. It's a great line uh, written by Mark Knopfler from Dire Straits for his song. Uh, Mary Chapin Carpenter recorded it and I think made it a, even a little more famous. Um, but the reality is a life, you know, sometimes you're the windshield, sometimes you're the bug. Sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. Um, and, and it couldn't be more true in PR, you know, we sometimes joke around saying PR is the business of, of getting used to hearing the word no. Uh, we heard, hear the word no a lot more often than we hear the word yes. And that I think is what makes the yeses, uh, so much more valuable and so much richer. Um, uh, because when we do score, um, it, it feels really, really good. Um, but I think that that wisdom couldn't be more true. And I think there are some things that we can all do to make sure that we are more often the windshield than we are the bug. So here are five things that I do to maximize the hours that I have in my day. Number one, get up early. I wake up at 4 a.m. Now, that's going to sound nuts to many people. Uh, some people maybe not so much. I know I'm thinking of one person specifically who that's not going to sound nuts to. Um, but the reason I get up at 4 a.m. is because I have a morning routine that's led me to decide that 4 a.m. is the best hour to get up to start my day because there are things I need to accomplish in the morning before my day comes crashing down around me, right? So I get up, I exercise, I have a cup, you know, shower, take a cup of coffee, uh, you know, all that stuff, and I can sit and I can think and it's quiet and I can, you know, casually go through my emails and read newspapers and go through all the, you know, sort of aggregate all the information that I need to start my day and then to think about, okay, what am I going to do? What's on tap? How do I need to change that game plan based on what I'm seeing in my email and in the news right now? Um, what's going on external to my business, you know, maybe with my family or maybe personally, you know, are there other appointments that I need to keep that day? You know, just getting myself adjusted and acclimated to the day that I'm about to jump into, right? Because what you don't want to do is have the alarm go off and, you know, fall out of bed and sit upright and, and just, you know, go, oh my God, and be rushing, right? Um, it's the worst. And there's, you know, th th there's that montage in the beginning of every movie about the disorganized person um, who's just always seems to be running from fire to fire to fire. You can't be that way. We have enough fires that start on their own anyway. We get paid to put them out. Um, don't, don't encourage fires by being unprepared about, about your day. So number one, I get up early. Um, and I make time to get off on the right foot every day to make sure that I have as good a day as possible and be as productive as possible. Number two, develop routines. You probably commute the same to work the same way every day, right? Now, maybe a lot of us aren't doing a lot of physical commuting anymore. I mean, my, my commute is about 20 feet um, because I'm set up here in, in the home garage where I've talked about before. Um, but you know, we've, we've, we've got routines we're getting things we do every day. We, you know, we make a cup of coffee, we're commuting, we're getting dressed, we're showering. We're, we develop routines. We do the same thing the same way every day. You know, you put, probably put your right pant leg on and then your left pant leg, or maybe it's reversed. You put your socks on and then your shoes, or maybe it's a sock and a shoe and a sock and a shoe. You develop these routines, these patterns in your life. Um, and you do a lot of them without noticing it. So how much more productive could you be if you actually developed some routines around the other things that you do day after day after day? You know, there's that, there's that story about Albert Einstein, you know, always wearing the same thing because he didn't want to 
think about or put thought into having to pick out an outfit every day because it took time and energy away from the things that he thought were more important. Um, so developing routines around things that happen the same way every day or twice a week, or maybe it's every Monday or, you know, or every whenever, um, develop some routines and set some reminders. I use the reminders app in my, in my computer, um, to tell me, okay, it's time to do this. Now it's time to do that here. Here's the link where you go here. Here's the link to the spreadsheet where you use here, developing those routines, um, to do the same things every day to squeeze energy out of your day. So you're not, um, spending time and energy making a decision about something that you don't need to make a decision about because it's just so simple. You can just do it. If it happens routinely, you should develop a routine. <laughs> Number three, don't leave tasks half finished. This is a big one for me. Um, you wouldn't paint half a house. Why? Because then you're going to have to go back later and paint the, paint the other half, right? You have to finish it. So why would you just put the dirty bowl in the sink? Why don't you just wash it and put it away immediately or take it and toss it in the dishwasher uh, and wait for the dishwasher to fill up. And then when it fills up that day or that night or whenever, run the dishwasher. Um, don't don't leave something undone. Right. I mean, if you're going to take the brush out of the, the hairbrush out of the drawer and brush your hair, don't leave the brush on the countertop. Take the brush and put it back in the in the drawer where you found it, where you're going to need to go look for it tomorrow, right? Don't leave tasks half unfinished. Don't wash two loads of laundry and then let them sit there for four days and have to go back and fold them later. Do I do one load a day, right? I, I wash it, I dry it, I fold it, I put it away. All in, that takes about 15 minutes of my morning. And if I'm waking up at 4 a.m., that's part of what I've built into my day, right? To make sure that I have that 15, 16 minutes that I need to do that one load of laundry in total, you know, it runs for a half an hour and it dries for a half an hour, but I'm not standing there watching the machines. Um, it takes a minute to wash, to throw it in the washer. It takes a minute to throw it in the dryer. It takes, you know, 10, 10 to 15 minutes to pull it out and fold it and put it away. Done. And I do one every day and I'm never missing any laundry, right? So I'm not leaving tasks half finished. Do things right away. Um, do them to completion. Complete the task completely and then move on to something else. I think that's a terrific way to squeeze more productivity out of your day. <laughs> Number four, organize and automate your day. Um, these are two separate things, right? So let's take them separately. Um, organizing, you got to be organized. You, everything's got to have its place, right? Your keys need to live somewhere. Your wallet needs to live somewhere, your purse. You know, your clothes live in a certain drawer, your socks, your underwear, your shirts, your pants, whatever that is, right? They live in a certain place. Um, organize everything that you need to refer to on a regular basis. You know, I have, I have tools here in the garage. They all hang up on a pegboard. You know, the hammer goes back in its proper place. The screwdrivers go back in the proper place. The drill is in a bag in a shelf right down here by my knee. You know, everything is in its place. Why? So when I go to look for it, I know where to find it. It's there, right? And if it's not there, then it's lost. <laughs> and now I, I got to go look for it, right? But you shouldn't be putting things in different places. I mean, imagine coming in to your house, right? Taking your keys and putting them in a different place every day. You're spending five minutes every day looking for your keys. 
Five times seven, 35 minutes. You wasted 35 minutes that week looking for your keys. How dumb is that, right? So organize your life, put things back where they belong um, so you can find them the next day and you're not wasting time and energy doing those things. Automation, little bit different, right? Um, and automation is different from every, for everyone. And I'm a, I'm a, like a tech Tony Stark kind of guy. So, you know, I, I want to live, I want to have Jarvis and R2D2 in my house at some point. Uh, <laughs> but, but, you know, I, I do things like I schedule, I pay bills electronically through my bank, right? So every month there's a set of bills that get paid on a certain day. They're automated every single day. I go in there and I make sure that they're, you know, each, each month I make sure that they're paying out on the right day. But the point is that they're scheduled. And all I got to do is check to make sure that the electric bill goes out on the day the electric bill is done and it's done. Um, I don't have to sit down and write the check and blah, blah, blah. I just, I automate that process. Um, I have, here's another example. I have Wi-Fi switches throughout the house and I love my tech. Um, some of those Wi-Fi switches control the outside lights, you know, the, the porch light, the, uh, uh, the floodlights on the outside of the house, things like that. They go on and off, kind of like on a timer, every single day. They go off, they go on at sunset, um, they go off at sunrise. Um, I never have to turn on and off those exterior lights. Um, I don't spend any time and they also never accidentally get left on unless something goes wrong with the Wi-Fi, and that's a completely different conversation, but they go on and off automatically. I don't have to spend any time turning them on and off, um, or forgetting to turn them on and off. Um, I automate those things that I don't want to think about. And that's, I guess the key to automation is automate those things that you don't want to spend time and energy and thought on, just make them happen automatically. Um, and it, and it will streamline your day. It'll streamline your life. Um, again, I, you know, I put that disclaimer on it. It's different for everyone and not everyone is comfortable with doing certain types of things, making things automatic. And look, you, you also have to, you also have to prune them now and again. Um, because sometimes automation will get you into like, oh, I should have canceled that subscription or something like that. Right. Um, and I think subscriptions are the one thing that, that drops, uh, into our budget and makes us go, oh, I don't have any money. Um, you know, I have a ton of subscriptions that are, that are on autopilot and I check them, you know, once a week or once every other week to make sure that I still need them. Um, because you can, you can waste an awful lot of money if you've automated certain things. So you got to be careful, but I think automation and organization key to being as productive as possible. And number five, and I think this is the biggest one, do it now. We waste a lot of time and energy psyching ourselves up to get a job done, anything done, right? Whether it's sending an email, mowing the lawn, um, you know, dropping off the dry clean, whatever that is, right? We waste a lot of time and energy going, oh, or I don't want to do that now. And I'm a, I'm a procrastinator like crazy, right? So I'm like, oh, I don't want to do that right now. Oh, do I have to do that right now? Oh, I'll do it later, right? So my rule is do it now. If it's sitting in front of me and I can get it done in 30 seconds, I'm getting it done. And that's it. There's no excuses. Um, because otherwise you're going to spend a lot of time and energy evaluating whether or not you want to get it done. You have time to get it done. Um, you feel like getting it done, all that stuff, right? Just get it done. Just do it, get it done. And, and that, you know, sort of bleeds into everything else, whether you're organizing your life, whether you're not leaving a task half finished, whether you're getting up early to exercise, um, 
I have a rule about morning exercise, basically, uh, and a friend of mine coined this. He said, you just got to swing your legs out of bed. Just swing your legs out of bed. Uh, once you're vertical, you're, you're on with your day, and I couldn't agree more. But number five here, do it now. Don't put off for tomorrow what you can get done today. Get it done. So that's my list. I hope you enjoyed it. Give me some feedback on whether or not you have additions to that list, whether you agree with items on that list. Would love to hear what you think uh, of my list and also what's on your list of ways that you are as productive as possible. Uh, again, this is all about the conversation and the and the perspective sharing. Uh, so check us out, uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. Uh, drop us a line, let us know. Maybe we could do a show in the future about other people's perspectives about being uh, productive and what they think uh, makes them more productive throughout the day. Well, thanks again for listening. Uh, please remember to subscribe to the show. Connect with us, like I said, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube at The PR Podcast. Send us a question or comment. Our intro is by Christopher Appold. You can find him and his fantastic photography on Instagram at Christopher underscore A-P-P-O-L-D-T. Check him out there and hire him for all your photography needs. You can find me online at Jody Fisher on all the socials and online at JodyFisherPR.com. We'll see you next time on the PR Podcast. <laughs>